Welcome to FaithCast, a podcast presented by Publishers Weekly. FaithCast is a series of interviews with some of today's top authors who write about inspiration, spirituality, and religion. I'm Lynn Garrett, Senior Religion Features Editor for Publishers Weekly. I'm talking today with Davis Bunn about his new novel, The Pilgrim. The story is set during the Roman Empire. Helena, the wife of Caesar, has embraced Christianity despite the risk of being killed for her beliefs. After her husband divorces her, Helena sets out on a pilgrimage that will change the course of history. The Pilgrim is being published in July by Franciscan Media, which is the sponsor of today's FaithCast. Davis Bunn is the award-winning author of more than 60 Christian novels, 16 of them national bestsellers. He has sold more than 7 million books in 16 languages and is a sought-after speaker on the art of writing. Davis Bunn is writer-in-resident at Regents Park College at Oxford University. Welcome, Davis. Thank you so much for having me, Lynn. With so many books under your belt, you must have some good advice for aspiring writers. What do you tell them are the most important things they should do to become successful authors? Okay, I try to focus exclusively on the writers of fiction and writers of biology. In other words, people that are centering their their artistic focus on story. And there are several things that really come to the forefront when someone approaches me for the first time. But I think probably the biggest is that they need to attend one of the five major Christian writers' conferences that take place around the United States each year. These were all started as relatively small church ministries, but nowadays more than 20% of all new author contracts are offered through connections that are made at one of these five conferences. Um, They have grown into real conduits for uh, new Christian story. And their their power is, is, it's, it's not just in terms of the commercial connections, but it also helps the aspiring author come to understand the bridge that's required between the creative effort and the commercial world. They are uniquely different from the mainstream conferences. I, just one example of this is that the only teachers that are invited back are those that are genuinely there through a sense of service. In other words, they are coming in order to help inspire and instruct the next generation of writers. Yeah, those conferences I've also found are very worthwhile. Let's get to your book. Let's talk about your book. Um, The Pilgrim is about a real historical figure, Helena, the wife of Caesar and the mother of Constantine. Why did you choose to tell her story? Well, there were two reasons. First of all, I wanted to honor the Catholic connection. I, I am a Protestant, but my wife, my mother, my sister are all Catholics. And this this connection, this bond has had an enormous impact on my own personal growth and my spiritual walk. And I felt like that it was time that I tried and honored this the beauty of this side of our faith uh, through through a story. Now, as, as far as Helena was concerned, it actually started with a passion I've had for 
Constantine, her son, the first Christian emperor of the Roman Empire, and a shaper of much of what we consider to be the church today, including the original structuring of what later became the Catholic Church. Helena is a mystery. There's a number of legends about her, but it's really, uh, it was a pick and choose over which one of these legends to work from. And, and that in and of itself, I found to be just a, a beautiful, delicious opportunity. It sounds like it was a challenge to research the book. Were, were you able to find enough information about her? Yes, um, there is a lot of information, but most of it is, as I said, legend. Um, it's, <laughs> it's really, some of the stories are just amazing, but um, I think most importantly, what I wanted to do was to tell a story that resonated with contemporary readers. Um, the, I, I think perhaps the most famous of the books that have been written about Helena in the past um, was by Evelyn Waugh. Um, and all of them that I have read, including his, showed her, showed Helena as the empress of Rome, the most powerful woman in the empire, the first Christian empress and so forth. But it's because of this perspective, I think that most of these accounts have been forgotten by and large by the contemporary readers. I felt like in order for Helena to resonate today, I needed to make her human. And so the research that I did focused primarily on who was this woman before she climbed onto the throne. And the answer is, now all of these answers that I'm giving you appear in one form or another in all of the accounts of her life. And the answer is, she was the daughter of an innkeeper. She was the mother who feared for over a year that she had lost her only son in a battle. She was a divorcee. And she was a disgraced woman in the eyes of society. Now, this is the woman to whom God gave this vision of traveling to Judea. Yeah, you in the book you portray her as being humble, yet she has a, a poise and a confidence as well. Yes. I think anyone who's gone through what she has, I mean, the the backstory to her is really just amazing. The majority of the, of the legends or historical accounts, if you want to call them that, say that she was the daughter of an innkeeper uh, from Britain in one of these areas that had been taken over by the Roman army. And she was, by all accounts, a very beautiful woman, a general who was responsible for the province where this, uh, where this inn was located, fell in love with her and took her with him when he was assigned as Caesar of the area that is now uh, Romania, Bulgaria, Hungary. It's the Eastern European region. That was the region where he was declared Caesar. Caesars, at this point, there were as many as five different Caesars uh, operating within the Roman Empire. And uh, he was a general who was sort of on his way to become the emperor, but in conflict with the others and also in conflict with himself, the man basically ran off the rails. He sent a, according to the legend, he sent one of his officers to inform his wife that she was 
divorced. She had 24 hours to leave her home. And then he filled the same home with young female slaves and gave his life over and retired from the army and gave his life over to debauchery. So Helena, to have survived this and gone down, uh, arrived at the Battle of Milvan just before um, her son faced an army almost eight times the size of his own. And to come out of this intact, to me, suggests that she really was a woman, as you said, who had both strength and poise. Do you find it challenging to write from a woman's point of view? Originally, it was awful. Yeah, it really was. It was such a challenge. I had a very dear friend when I was struggling to learn how to write, uh, who was a an opera singer, and her range is called coloratura, which is the lowest of the major ranges of, uh, of, of women singing leads in, in opera. And one of the, the roles that she had become best known for, she sang it at the Met, she sang it in Washington, the Kennedy Center, and in Germany, which is where we met, where I was working before I became a full-time author. One of these roles was as a young boy in a Mozart opera. And she said that the key to doing a role, first of all, as everyone knows, it's to be inside the role. And the key to this, she found, was to accept the masculinity in her personality and to draw from this. And I found that to be enormously helpful. I have been challenged by this repeatedly but I feel like in many cases, it is one of the driving forces in why I've been successful as a writer, is by searching out the femininity in my own personality, which is extremely difficult, but also has proven to be very rewarding. I think one of the reasons why, you know, I'm, I'm one of the oddities within the contemporary writing world. I have written in two very, very different genres. I've done almost half of my, of my sales, my success in books has come from writing women's fiction, and then the other half has been in writing suspense dramas. And Helena is one of these few opportunities I've had to balance these two out. Well, it's a fascinating story. We'll leave it up to the readers to find out what Helena finds on her pilgrimage and, and what she finally achieves. Our time is ending. Thank you so much, Davis Bunn, for talking with us today. It's been a pleasure, Lynn. Davis Bunn's new book, The Pilgrim, is being published by Franciscan Media in July. Franciscan Media is the sponsor of today's FaithCast. I'm Lynn Garrett from Publishers Weekly. Thanks for listening.